time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Ich bin ein Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. The American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Welcome back to the Cold War. The uh, real episodes, right? Right. Yeah. Not the right. uh, no guests. No, uh, just us. Uh, just us. A national uh, treasure and an Australian. That's all you need. That's all <laughs> you need. Uh, you got called. Somebody called you a national treasure so, today, and you can't. Uh, you can't get over. I it. can't. I can't get over it. I won't get over it. I shan't get no. over it. Yeah, I'm going to say to the wife, Mister National Treasure, if you don't mind. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, yeah. but I can. I can suppress it for about two hours so we can do these shows. Hmm. Um, we're getting back. We're, we're going back to work. We're going back, continuing with Korea. The right story back of to the, the future. We did, right. toss, we did toy with the idea of just taking a pause on Korea for a while and doing something else in the timeline. But Too much fun to be had, I think. Well, with Korea I also War. think it's 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 the most important thing, probably. Mm-hmm. That's going on. Apart from Stalin building a bomb, which we should get to at some point, it's we will. one of the most important things in terms of defining the Cold War right now. Right. Um, so we finished off, uh, I think, last time with the um, the Incheon landing. Dougie Mac mm-hmm. pulled it off. Yes. Um, everything seemed to go incredibly smoothly, and as he knew it would. He pushed the North uh, Koreans uh, up to the 38th parallel, which mm-hmm. was his mission. Right. Uh, the police action, as it was called, approved by the United Nations. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and technically speaking, he was supposed to stop there. Job well yeah. done. Wrap it up. <laughs> put a bow Another on medal. it. Another medal. Go home. Right. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And and like you were saying, the Injun uh, invasion battle, whatever you want to call it, was over with by September nineteenth. Again, a staggering victory. It looks like MacArthur can do no wrong. And yet, you and I know, and um, people at the time, only a few of them know, is that as this was happening, MacArthur stops every once in a while from taking cheers and applause. And goes, "Have you heard anything about the Russians or the Chinese? No." Whew. Okay, on with the battle, because he's got to keep them in mind. They have a couple hundred million people they could throw into this, so he needs to know what's going on further north. And he understood the political and military implications Mm. of Mm -hmm. killing a Russian or a Chinese soldier, by mistake even, uh, could set off another world war, which um, he does not yet have the authority to start. Um, although right. I think he would like it, but oh, um, yeah, go out with a bang, yeah. But as each day passed, there was no sign of the Russians or the Chinese getting involved. No intelligence that they were getting involved, or at least mm-hmm. that was reaching his ears. Right, and he became increasingly confident that his prediction that they wouldn't get involved was correct. Now, this is the interesting thing because if you go back mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago. The, the the basic American thinking around North Korea's incursion into South Korea, um, the, the, the day trip that they took, the, the picnic that they were taking down there, was that this was a concerted, this was the first uh, 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 attack in right. a concerted effort 
um, of a worldwide communist offensive led by the Soviets, led by Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was. This was it. This was. Yes. The finally they were going to. Yeah, exactly. global takeover. Right. So to now suddenly think that they'd, got, they'd gone cold on that idea and they wouldn't come to the support of Kim Il-sung is right. um, uh, fascinating how, you know, what hurdles, mental hurdles the Americans exactly. go through. Like in June, July, they think this is the first step in a global and we have to get in there and we have to right. throw everything at it or it's the end of the world. And now they're going, actually, they're probably not going to get involved, really. They don't care that much. It's not that big a deal. Like, uh, my brain just went on free. Sorry. Mm. Uh, what? I, I don't know what's going on in your brain, um, but it's like a teenage girl. So like you're saying, for the year of 1950, I mean, it's like, yeah, oh, my God, we've been invaded. Oh, God, they're about to be pushed all the way back into the sea. Uh, General uh, MacArthur does the inchon, and so it, he turns everything around. And suddenly it's like we worried all – we did that intense worrying, wringing our hands, and now it looks like we're going to win, and it's going to be relatively easy after the miracle of Inchon. Um, that, yeah, like you were saying, that's just way too far apart to make sense. But I think this was emotionally driven for them. I think the relief that Inchon brought them took all the worry away that they probably should have kept some of that because obviously this is not over with. But but I can't explain going from A to Z the way they did in that year, except for by guessing the emotional roller coaster ride that they were on for that summer. That's the closest I can come. Yeah. You know, I, well, I think that at one level they probably thought, well, uh, rightly so, the, mm-hmm. the North Koreans, Russia and China didn't think the U.S. had the will to get involved and throw everything at it early on. We, we thwarted them. Thwarted? We thwarted them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't spell that, but I'm a national treasure. I don't have to. And you, you're covered in thwarts. Uh, <laughs> I've seen them. Um, Which is fine, but then they got hairs growing at them. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, um, and now America's, you know, obviously stepped up and maybe they're pulling back. But uh, the flip side is, uh, you know, really, if you thought this was part of a global communist takeover, wouldn't you yeah. think that they were ready to launch everything they had at it yeah. and they wouldn't, like, shy away at the first sign of it America's backbone? Makes, I mean, it's... Right. It doesn't, doesn't make doesn't sense. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, ne- America's never let logic get in the way of... Uh, I don't. Propaganda. I don't. So, as far as MacArthur and Washington think right now, this is uh, a war being fought between Dougie Mac and uh, Kim Il Sung, or Kim Buck Tooth, as right. um, Douglas think... MacArthur liked to refer to him. Did he? Uh, Fucking racist. Did. Yeah. What yeah. about Kim? Where is Kim? What's going on with Kim? What's the Kim status? I got Well, uh, yeah. Well, not long after this, Kim is in uh, Peking or Beijing. He oh, is. Uh, he has died. Gone to China to ask right. for help. But we'll get to that. Get to mm-hmm. that a bit later. Mm-hmm. So once he once Dougie Mack had chased the uh, above the thirty eighth parallel, he had no intention on stopping. Um, you know, even though the the UN uh, mission was mm-hmm. to uh, in. in, in the actual verbiage was to furnish such assistance to the Republic of Korea right. as may be necessary to repel the armed attack and to restore international peace and security in the area, which they had now accomplished, technically. Check. Yep. Now, he should probably go to the UN Security Council and, and get new orders 
what do I do now? <laughs> do you uh, know who you're talking about? This is yeah. Mac fucking Dick MacArthur. He ain't asking nobody anything, especially, no, no, no. But nice try. But no, you, you're right. The average uh, commanding officer would have went, okay, guys, I did that. What do you want me to do next? Or at least ask Truman. Ask somebody. But MacArthur doesn't need to ask. He's not an asker. He's a teller. Well, and the other problem, of course, is on August 3rd, the USSR uh, rejoined the Security Council. Right. They had obviously, uh, they were boycotting it because yes. they wouldn't let Mao's China be, mm-hmm. you know, be part of the UN. Right. Uh, and they had realised that was probably a mistake. And so they rejoined the Security Council. Now, if this goes to the UNSC ah, again, they're so going to they use can't. their veto. So he right. can't go to the UN. The UN is right. useful when you can get away with stuff. Right. When you can't get away with stuff, it's, uh, it's pain in the there's ass. No, there's no yeah. point. Yeah. Um, yes. So the, the USSR in the Security Council were trying to stop the UN action over there. Right. They were arguing, and I think they were correct in this, that mm-hmm. the the conflict between the North and the South, and this is the quote, did not come under the definition of aggression since it is a war not between two states but between two parts of the Korean people temporarily split into two camps under two separate authorities. That's exactly right. Very yeah. hard to disagree <laughs> with that, really. I mean... Right. Yes, the UN and the US uh, had uh, decided that they were going to turn Mm -hmm. the South into an independent country without asking the North what they thought about that. And then the Soviets had helped the North turn themselves into a separate country sort of as a response to that, which they had to do. But, you know, this is an artificial uh, separation, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, so you've got a tense situation. You're not sure what to do next, but you know you can't go to the UN. Recipe for massive success. Whatever's coming next. Yeah. Like the the analogy that I would consider or ask Americans mm-hmm. to consider, in particular mm-hmm. in this case, is imagine during your um, civil war, right? Uh, Britain or, or or France. Uh, one of the, or, or Russia at the time, had had the wherewithal to uh, separate the South from the North and say, actually, no, the South is its own thing now. Uh, we're going to send a massive army in there to right. uh, protect it. They're going to create their own constitution, their own government, uh, their own, mm. you know, flag, their own everything. It's now an independent country. Uh, yeah. We don't care what you think. We don't care what right. you have to say on the subject. Uh, it's not right. open for discussion. We have decided. Yeah. You can imagine how that would have gone down. Yeah. yeah my ni- 1980s Reagan American upbringing, my blood pressure is going up as you were talking. So you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you put it on in, in terms that we can understand, that's bullshit. But and it's I'm, the same way Americans need yeah. to think about Taiwan as well. Because right. that's exactly what happened to Taiwan around about the same right. time. Period. You mean the other China? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, Foshan was Foshan. Was that what it was called? I think Foshan. Uh, um, Taiwan's original name. I'm looking right at it. Formosa. Yeah. Formosa. Thank you. Why don't I go with yeah. Foshan? 
I'm getting a uh, But I like it. I'm going to name my next child that. Yeah. You know, uh, when the KMT, Kuomintang, uh, just took Formosa and said, well, this is ours now, right. and the international community, particularly the US, went, yeah, that's theirs now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, today most Americans seem to think that that's okay, that they should just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. China should just go, yeah, give it up. It's not your, yeah. you don't, you, you, well, they live there now. They own it. It's theirs. They've got it. You, you, you can't, right. you wouldn't Dips. accept that if it was the South. Right. Yeah, at the same time, Americans that I talk to, Democrats, people like Markham, will justify Lincoln attacking the South. Yeah. During your civil war, because uh, you, you know they didn't have the right to just split. Go, well, hold on, they lived there. Didn't they have the right to do it? No, they didn't. It was a union. But when it comes to Taiwan, they go, "Oh no, well, that's fine." Totally, they're, totally they're okay. To, yeah. yeah, but what people didn't count on was this was China 2.0, tired of getting pushed around by foreign powers, and even to this day, they're like, "Fuck that," and "Fuck you." Yeah, well, a little bit more complicated than that, but oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was certainly part of it. So anyway, the USSR are in the UN trying to argue that this isn't really a war war. It's Mm -hmm. it's an internal matter. It's a civil war. Right. Um, And in the weeks before Inchon, leading up into Inchon, the US internally was debating whether or not occupying North Korea was justified regardless of what the Security Council said and what their original mandate was. Right. And the National Security Council uh, issued a working paper, NSC-81. Tell us all about NSC-81, Ray. Well, as you know, the the Americans, the British... uh, other people involved, uh, and as far as the South Koreans and the Koreans, everybody's got questions. What are we going to do next? And so you're right. So it's time to take all these questions and all these all this thinking and all these different points of view and put it into an official form. And that's what NSC 81 is. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to answer the question, should North Korea be occupied? Because clearly we can't let the bad guy Kim get away with what he did. So on one hand, the paper says Russia could not tolerate the loss of North Korea. They get that. But on the other hand, she can't attack Russia, that is, and risk a wider war. So what do we do? So NSC-81 offers up a compromise. We'll only cross over the 38th parallel, and that will be done by ROK, South Korean forces, and only for tactical objectives. So limited war, only send Koreans over. That should hopefully make... China and Russia calm down. It still remains a civil limit, limited war, and hopefully that will make everybody happy and we can wrap this thing up and go home. But that's probably not the way it's going to happen. And they also said in NSC 81 that Dougie should be required to request new instructions before doing anything hothead and stupid. Now, <laughs> Joint Chiefs of Staff said, have you met this guy? Yeah, no. Uh, it's never going to yeah. work. You know, you can't. He's going to do whatever he does. Dougie does what Dougie wants. D- Dougie does Doug. Works. Dougie yeah. does Doug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, no, I can. The military, the military are backing up um, MacArthur for this, and I, I, I don't agree, but I can understand what they're saying. Look, this is a military fight. You never know what's going to happen. He needs flexibility. We can't put limitations on him. No, if we're going to go in, we're going to go in. You can't do all this nitpicking. So at this particular point, on this particular point, the Joint Chiefs are back MacArthur. 
Yeah, and they're also saying, look, like the realities on the ground are that he should exactly. destroy the North Korean army if he has the chance and he should right. keep going. Um, so it was amended to NSC 81 slash 1 just a week ah. before in Chon, and it said while it was the policy of the United States not right. to send UN forces into North Korea mm-hmm. and that it should not get involved in a general war with China... Right. If Chinese forces intervened in Korea, the U.S. would defend itself by whatever uh-huh. means possible, including, if required, bombardment of targets on the Chinese mainland. Now, oh, I love this. Like, the hubris right. here is yes. uh, fantastic. If yeah. China intervened... <laughs> right? ...against... America's right. intervening. If you intervene, <laughs> our intervening. Right. We right. will defend ourselves. To the death. Defend yourselves. Like, you're not being attacked. You're, right. you're invading another country. What's the, you're not defending yourself if you're invading a country. You're, you're, the, you're the invaders. You know, it's right. not your homeland. It's not American assets that are being attacked, it's got yeah. nothing to do with you. It's on China's fucking border. It's not on, well, it was on Manchuria's border, but technically back then. But yeah. it's it's not, it's got nothing to do with America. You're like a million, million miles away. What's it got to do? You're not defending yourself. The hubris right. in this. Well, yeah. we can send out, we can send our armies wherever the fuck we want. And yeah. if they're there, they're not allowed to be attacked. Because if they're attacked, right. we have to defend ourselves. You're yes. the aggressors. Anyway. So I'm going to take my army, march up close to your border, and you better not react. Even yeah. though if you tried it with us, nuke you in a second. But yeah. my way or the highway. Anyway, we're going to march right up to your border, and if you're you drunk. blink with we guns, will, yeah. we will defend I, ourselves <laughs> with all all intensity. Yes, uh, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because on my birthday. September 21st, 1950, not the 1950 part. Um, the Defense Secretary, Lewis Johnson, is out, and the number one guy, General George motherfucking Marshall, is in. I don't know how many positions he's had so far in the Truman White House, like 15 or whatever, but the point is they got a real commander in there, so maybe um, China and Russia should be put on notice, but I think uh, Truman wanted him there because he was still a very popular person back in America. Wasn't he the Secretary of State? When did he... he was Secretary of State previously. He was he was uh, you know Joint Chiefs of Staff, Secretary of State, and now he's Secretary of Defense. Not bad. I wonder why why the change from Secretary to Secretary of Defense was he? A and he was also Secretary in charge of State. And before this, he was in charge of the Red Cross. So uh, well, he resigned as Secretary of State due to yeah. ill health. Right in. 1949. He was, he was uh, tired. The, cu- the country needs you, General. So he came back, Secretary of, of Defense. Dean Acheson said he was underperforming like a four-engine bomber going only on one engine. <laughs> but his name, his gravitas, dignitas, I don't know. But the point is he, he's there. He's there. Let's well, I happens. guess the U.S. was doing such a shitty job uh, at the early stages of the Korean War, they figured they needed somebody. Bring back that, that magic. Yeah. That World War II magic. Who could, who could maybe lift their game. Yeah. 
Now the Joint Chiefs told MacArthur, your military objective is the destruction of the North Korean armed forces. In attaining this objective, you are authorised to conduct military operations, including amphibious and airborne landings or ground operations north of the 38th parallel in Korea, provided that at the time of such operations, there has been no entry into North Korea by major Soviet or Chinese communist forces, no announcement of intended entry, nor a threat to counter our operations militarily in North Korea. Under no circumstances, however, will your forces cross the Manchurian or USSR borders of Korea and, as a matter of policy... No non-Korean ground forces will be used in the northeast provinces bordering the Soviet Union or in the area along the Manchurian border. Furthermore, support of your operations north or south of the 38th parallel will not include air or naval action against Manchuria or against USSR territory. Prudent. Still scary, but prudent? Prudent, yes. Uh, however, yeah. Douglas Marshall, Douglas Marshall, George Marshall, then sent Dougie Mac a secret eyes only uh, Snapchat. Uh, it was a dick pic initially, first a dick pic, then secret right. eyes only orders right. that he had to burn upon reading, where he said that Washington was committed to an advance into North Korea. Mm-hmm. but wanted to avoid any public announcements of them yeah. crossing the 38th parallel, Keep which might force right. a new vote in the United Nations. And can't have as that. As we explained before, we right. can't have that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this was on the 29th of September, and Dougie Mack went, right, right, don't say anything publicly. <laughs> so three, three days right. later, on the 2nd of October, 30 days, has September, April, June, and November. Yeah, that's right. On the first second yeah. of October, yeah. he made a broadcast to North Korea, basically telling the communist forces to lay down their arms, or he was going to march over the border. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Whatever I do, no major public announcements. Got it. <clears throat> Look, you sons of bitches! If you don't stop now, I'm going to invade your fucking country and take over. So, how was that, boss? Did I? Did I? No, I got it wrong. I never seem to get that grasp of that. Anyway, but but he knew they were going to not. Submit. He knew they were not going to surrender. So I guess that's MacArthur thinking that he's being clever by giving himself another cover by going, look, I said it again publicly for them to surrender and they didn't. I got to go over now. So, whatever. so yeah, his his boss. Right. Uh, George not have a boss. Right. George Marshall said, don't say anything publicly about crossing the 30th parallel. He immediately yeah. turns around and publicly says he's going to cross the 38th parallel. <laughs> Right. What did they do to punish him in Washington? Oh, 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 my goodness. Well, I can tell you this. He did not get any more dick pics. That was cut off. But, no, um, yeah, he, Mac, MacArthur, supremely confident in himself, in, and it's just been backed up by Inchon, and now he knows what he's going to do. He knows what he's got to do. He knows what his goals are, and he can't be worried about the means. He's only worried about the ends. And if you're telling me what to do, I, I, I can't listen to that. And what are you going to do? Sack me? I'm a fucking war hero. So, no, he is not going to worry about that. Um, so what he's going to do is... His, yes. They do nothing, is the point. Washington they do They do nothing. They can't. Can't. It's, it's not... He, he, he created a diplomatic faux pas. 
but he didn't really do truly sackable, you know, firing. So, but the point is, and we're going to see this over and over again, MacArthur is going to go, look, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do it my way. I was that Elvis or was that Frank Sinatra? I don't know, but I'm going to do it my way. Y'all can keep actually, sending your messages. Who was it? Was it? A, it was actually a French song originally. French, oh. And then, uh, uh, does it now we, sorry, what? I think. Uh, oh. Uh, bought the rights to it and translated it into English and right. uh, sold it to Frank Sinatra. I got you. Okay. And then Elvis so it, did it later. Right. So. And we're going to do it on our next album. It's, it's going to be awesome. But the point is, he, he he ignores them. They don't punish him. And so he's going to become even more emboldened by that. Yeah, he's like uh, Godzilla. They, you know, they're they're dropping nuclear bombs on him, but he just it just makes him bigger Nothing. and stronger. And yeah, or it's yeah. like Fox. He, and that's you know, science. Getting post post Halloween candy out of the bowl of oh, breakfast, shit. and I'm saying, don't eat that candy <laughs> for breakfast. And then he just eats it. And I go, don't you have a second one, or else? And then he just has a second one. I go, listen, you have a third one. Seriously, that's right. You're it's a big be, child. He just yeah. eats a third one. Yeah. And just gives me the finger and he, just keeps sitting. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? Seriously. He wasn't even going to eat the third one until you said something. But the part you left out is after each piece, he would roll up the wrapper and just throw it in your face. I mean, that's that's the disrespect that I, I, I can't stand. I should never have sent him to law school because he knows no. I can't hit him. Huge I mistake. Can't, <laughs> I can't chain him up. What? I can't starve him. Like yeah. all of the things that our parents did to us, we, we can't do to these kids. Right. Well, the only thing I can do is threaten to take his iPad away from him, and then yeah. he's going to be in my bedroom at five o'clock in the morning, bouncing on nope. the bed. And I'm going, oh, nobody just wants go downstairs that. and watch yeah, your iPad. Right? So it's he's got us <laughs> by the fucking balls, and he knows right. it. Yeah, you know. And McCarthy, them because he's a fucking hero, and he's just up that again, and he, he's basically. I can do no wrong. Whatever I come up with will be better than what you guys come up with. Fuck you. I'm going to finish He's, what I started. MacArthur's basically a seven-year-old hopped up <laughs> on Halloween candy. Is the way to think with, about it. With tanks, planes, guns, yeah. and maybe Mixed some nukes. Godzilla. We'll have to find out. <laughs> we'll have to find out. So exactly. he continues his plans to cross the 38th parallel. Now, his main right. plans were to move up fast to the northeast corner of North Korea to stop them from crossing into Manchuria. Right. Um, and his plan is to do this with an amphibious landing. Why not? It worked great. East Coast, the port of Wonsan. Right. And then they'll strike towards the Manchurian border, try and beat the North Korean troops there. Right. Meanwhile, Walker's 8th Army was going to drive up directly from Seoul to Pyongyang, just mm-hmm. straight up the guts of the country. On the West Coast. Yeah. Um, now... America's allies, in particular Britain at this time, publicly were saying that they, you know, they supported a move into North Korea. Right. Um, But privately, they were getting increasingly worried about noises coming out of Beijing, Peking. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still called Peking probably at the time. Um, They would have preferred to hold back their troops. I mean, they didn't want to get involved in this thing in the first place, as we know, really. Yes. They didn't want to cross into the 38th. They were like, oh, look, we signed up for a 90-day fucking police action, guys. Like, come on, seriously. Not this. Yeah. You know. But they realized it's not going to look good if uh, the U.S. troops go over and their troops don't go go over. It looked bad. 
they're trying yeah. to get the Americans to get the UN General Assembly to ask North Korea to surrender. Right. And they managed to get a resolution passed on the 7th of October calling for all appropriate steps to ensure conditions of stability throughout Korea and the formation of a unified government elected under UN auspices. Sounds now, noble. Well, but yeah. yes, I mean, but North Korea obviously isn't going to... Uh, new, new... Let the UN tell them what they can do in terms of unifying right. their country. So that's not going to happen after what the UN has done up until this point. And by the UN, I mean the US, and by the US, I mean Truman, and by Truman, I mean <laughs> whatever. But, you know, McCarthy. in terms of creating their own governments yeah. and, and, you know, manip- you know the, the, the political repression and all that kind of stuff that's been happening under Syngman Rhee and the, the crushing of the communists in South Korea and all that kind of stuff. Not that the North were innocent, obviously, or a bunch of fucking right. hippies either, but, you know, they're not going to... Uh, 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 trust the UN, the newly created UN, to right. uh, you know manage this process. And but basically, this is a cloak for UN support for military operations in North Korea. So mm-hmm. it's saying uh, it's kind of vague, saying uh, we have to ensure conditions of stability throughout Korea by fighting. We can form a unified government. Right. Uh, we're not. So- we're not. Invading, we're not no. occupying, we're no. not attacking. We are ensuring conditions of stability. Barry and Stan, right. you know, <laughs> work through the night to come up with that one. We're spreading freedom right. and democracy uh, with tanks. It was right. their Bullets, first version of it. Yeah, gun po- yeah, Tank gun democracy. Yeah, explosions, uh, democracy. And, but again, I think there's a lot of people in the West who are going, or who are hoping, who are like, as long as we can keep the fighting between the South and the North Koreans, even though the South Koreans will have air support, they'll be using American tanks and American guns, we might just get away with this. And you were right, Pete King is starting to go, you know, I'm not, not, really, not really happy with how things are turning your guys are getting closer and closer to our borders. The British hear this, they tell the Americans, and the Americans are just like, well, hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully it won't happen. Whereas MacArthur's saying, if it does happen, I'm going to fucking respond in kind. So everybody's got their own messages, and it's all over the place. MacArthur then openly gave another threat oh, good. to North Korea. I actually have a recording of it here I'm going to play. Nice. You think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. <laughs> Put that coffee down. Coffee for closes only. These are the new leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. I wonder if uh, Alec Baldwin said that just before he shot the uh, director of photography on his new film. Like, you think I'm not. fucking with you? I am yeah, not right. fucking I'm with not. you. Yeah. Oh, my Somebody God. Somebody should do a mashup of that clip and yeah. that. But... <clears throat> But you're right. MacArthur says, he said, he says this publicly, unless the North Koreans lay down their arms, he would approve such military action as may be necessary to enforce the, the decrees of the United Nations. So again, it's not war. It's a decree from the United Nations. And I have to war a little bit to enforce them. But it's not about the war. It's about enforcing these decrees for stability. You, I don't know what the problem is, but he's ready to, to swing his big dick if he has to. Have you made your decision for Christ? 
Nice guy. I don't give a shit. Good father. Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. Always be closing. Oh, my God. You know what he was trying to do with North Korea was... Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. Exactly. Fuck you. That's my name. (laughs) Surrender. Exactly. Now, again, he's shitting all over the diplomatic process here. And again, Washington, Truman, Marshall, do nothing about it. The UN... They do nothing about it. They say, hey, don't tell them you're going to cross over. And he goes, fuck you, I'm crossing <laughs> over. And they go, oh, oh. shit. But can you sack the man who was the father of Inchon, who, who, who rescued the Philippines? I mean, for, we, we know that Truman is getting, even during all this, even though we, MacArthur has turned the war around, Truman is getting kabashed, and that's not even a word, that's how bad it is. He is getting kabashed back at home by the Republicans for being too soft on the communists. So I think, the, politically speaking, the last thing he can do is get rid of the guy who wants to fight the communists more than anybody else. So he can be the princeps... I think that's it. He wants to be the princeps. He does. And he has... Huge penis. Uh, well, yeah. You know, yeah, like, the choice is either firing him and, right. like, the, the, the damage that would have on the oh, image of yes. the USA, the UN, the Truman administration, the whole in the middle of what is quite obviously a war, right? Um, would... would, would be too much for them to yes. handle. And so they either fire him or they just put up with him and they chose to just yeah. put up with him. He had them by the balls and he knew it, quite frankly, yes. obviously. Um, he liked he like knew that he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted right. and there was absolutely nothing they could do. He, he came uh, up with a new yeah. nickname for himself. Oh, he said, "Good, there's pal driver, the sledgehammer. He tried a bunch of different things. Commie hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, eventually he just came up with this. Oh, even. <laughs> he thought that was. That is catchy. I'm not gonna lie, that is catchy. But 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 just just to be clear, it's a I, I just, on my iPhone. Oh, we're gonna be so fucking rich. This is gonna yeah. be awesome. But but just to be clear, MacArthur is not trying to be an asshole. He literally sees his job, and he obviously hates communism very much. But he literally sees it as job. If I don't wipe these guys out, they'll be back. It's just a matter of when. I have to wipe out their forces. I have to take it down, Kim, and I have to do whatever I've got to do to solidify. And unite Korea under Re. Anything other than that is a waste of time. And MacArthur, and he liked to speak in the third person, MacArthur doesn't waste his time. But you, you can see his side of it, but he, he, he keeps forgetting that he has political masters that he's supposed to obey. And chain of command, like the chain of command's important too. Right? Yeah, kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. His hubris had grown to the size of a kraken, and uh, they knew it just had to be played out to the bitter end in Washington. Yes. Now, what's also going on at the time, as we said earlier, uh, MacArthur and Washington still had the most fundamental misconceptions about what was going on in the communist side of things. Yes. They were still convinced that the communist powers, USSR, Mm. China, and Kim, were all acting together 
in concert. This was all planned. It was part of a bigger, mm-hmm. you know, worldwide communist adventure, et cetera, et cetera, which, right. you know, we know now wasn't happening. And it, yeah. was, it was pretty obvious to a lot of observers and analysts at the time that it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. But the Americans had sort of got themselves into this tizzy where yeah. they just were convinced that this was going on. The British didn't think that was going on, but the Americans did, right. and it didn't matter. You know, logic, reason, evidence, Never. none of that ever plays a role in these things. Um, <laughs> exactly. And it was even evident at this stage that the the Russians were trying to distance themselves from the whole yeah. thing, trying to prevent yeah. any widening of the war. Um, Stalin obviously had had said, we've talked about this many times before, that, um, you know, he wanted peace with the West. He didn't want war with the West. He couldn't afford war with the West. Exactly. He was trying to rebuild his own country or, or Still, commonwealth yes. of countries after World War II. Yes. Um, they weren't ready for anything big. It was, you know, communism in one country was still the official policy. Yes, they were happy to support... Uh, to varying degrees, communists yeah. in other parts of the world, but they didn't give Mao a lot of support. They didn't give Ho Chi right. Minh any support. Um, they weren't giving Castro any support uh, at this juncture. Yeah. Uh, you know, these guys were having to do it all by themselves because the, the Stalin's official policy was, we're Yet. not ready. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Do you know how uncomfortable it would be to watch Stalin go, yet, 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 yet. Well, that's what yet means. Not yet. Not yet. Yet. Not yet. I thank you for, I did not know that. And I've learned something. There's my next party conversation. Yeah. So, so Moscow's trying to back out. We don't know what the fuck's going on in China, but we are assuming the United States is assuming that it's a part of a master plan and we've got to stop it. But the the yeah. Russians were letting the the Americans know that they didn't want any part of it, right? And Washington knew that, but have ignored it. Um, but in doing so, somehow also ignored uh, what was going on in China at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. You know, there was these sort of ideological and nationalistic um, uh, um, fantasies coming out of, of, of the United States. For, um, yeah. And it just blinded them to the realities of what was really going on with the Soviets and what was really going on with the Chinese in, in very right. different ways. But, you know, they thought the Soviets were going to get involved. They weren't. They didn't think the Chinese were going to get involved, and of course, as we know, they absolutely were. Um, even if the Soviets weren't going to get involved, uh, right. the Chinese, yeah, you because know, again, the Americans thought that it was all one big communist uh, gangbang, and <laughs> they were uh, all in or none in, uh, right. not realizing right. that you know Mao really didn't give a fuck what Stalin wanted. Mao was going to do Mao. He, yeah. you know, he had his own plans. And this is, you know, him, he thinks, at the time that it is. So it's, Absolutely. Anyway. So on the and 9th we, of October, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, we've seen this before where a country or a government pegs an enemy or suppose an enemy defines them in a simple term and will not deviate from that definition. And so you react accordingly to the created 
definition that you that you've in your that you created in your own head versus what the reality is on the situation and it's and it's misconceptions like that that have led to things like war and other uh, horrible things it's always more complicated than you think it is and you have to consider the other person's point of view but Truman is not doing that and again I cannot overemphasize this he is being bashed even at this point by the Republicans it doesn't matter what he's doing or not doing they're going to call him soft on communist uh, communism so he's got a always look even tougher than he did the day before. Yeah, and I think this misperception thing, it, it's mm-hmm. it, it, in some degree, anyway, gets back to that old canard about um, it's impossible to understand something that you're paid not to understand. Like, right. Ah, I like that. If, if your goal is to <clears throat> increase America's uh, military funding and to increase mm-hmm. America's military operations around the world so you can um, push America's agenda of making the U.S. dollar the, the standard um, and, and um, yeah. you know, spreading American manufactured goods around the world, creating customers for it. Um, when that's sort of your job, it doesn't matter. If facts come in and evidence comes in that, that uh, run contrary to this idea of a worldwide yeah. communist uh, agenda... It doesn't matter because you, you, you're paid almost in a way not to understand that or to ignore that because, you know, that's not in your best interest to understand. If you right. understood that and accepted that, you'd have to change your plans and that would yeah. – no one wants to change their plans. Well, you know, get the plan's the plan. We've got a plan. We yeah. can't change Don't- the plan now. I mean – we like what the is plan. It? It's a good plan. Yeah. What is it you say? Don't let facts get in the way or something like that. That's exactly what that story. job would be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So on the 9th of October, uh, this is 1950, obviously, the <laughs> 8th Army, the US 8th Army uh, advanced yes. across the 38th parallel, day before my birthday, 20 years before I was They were born. celebrating. Yeah. Minus 20. Um, right. Now, for almost a week, they encountered some serious resistance, and mm-hmm. then there was nothing. The North it Koreans yeah. fled. Yeah. Now, of course, but, Americans yep. thought yep. they were doing such a great job that <laughs> uh, the North Koreans just couldn't, you know, stand up to it. And to a degree, that's probably true. Yeah. But there was something else at play, which the Americans didn't understand at the time, which was... Right the strategy of draw the Americans in as deep into North Korea as you possibly can. Yeah. And that's, that tactic has been around for thousands of years and, and it normally works brilliantly. And, and the fact that no one ever or hardly anybody ever learns from that. But the point is after the North Koreans supposedly break their defensive lines, crumble the first cavalry and the 24th infantry division are charging further North as fast as they can. They are racing to try to catch up to the North Koreans before they get into Manchuria. And what does that mean? That means they're getting ever closer to the Chinese border. And they're stretching out their supply lines, and they're the getting whole, deeper exactly. and deeper into enemy territory. Exactly. You're right. This is this is Napoleon in Russia in 1812, yeah. right? The Russians just kept drawing him in and drawing him in. Napoleon yeah. couldn't. Napoleon, like for a super super smart guy, yeah, I'm winning. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't he? Like, yeah. why won't they just stand and fight? And he kept telling his troops, "Oh, it's just going to take one good battle, and it's all over." Yeah. Why won't him. they stand? Like, he couldn't. It was this blindness in himself as a Corsican right. where he couldn't understand how uh, they, you know, just weren't 
generals and, and, and Emperor Alexander weren't just embarrassed by the fact that they kept running away. He couldn't imagine right. strategic withdrawal or strategic retreat in that sort of a circumstance. When you have an enemy in your country getting mm-hmm. closer and closer to your capital, you can't just yeah. let them walk in. You need to stand and fight and stop them. And his plan, right. as people have listened to the old Napoleon show, will remember maybe is that his plan was, he thought, like, like George Bush going into Iraq... Yeah. yeah, in 2003, over in a month, told his troops, we're just going to walk up, kick their asses, we'll sign yeah. the peace treaty with Alexander, and we'll all go home again. Because Alexander <laughs> been building up troops on the border of Poland yes. um, for domestic political reasons, because it, you know, it was embarrassing that this upstart Napoleon was telling him what to do. And, his, and, and, and the Russian nobility couldn't deal with that. And uh, so uh, Napoleon, the great... You know, one of the greatest yeah. generals, military strategists, uh, thinkers yes, of all exactly. time, of all yes. in all history, didn't understand what he was getting himself into when he walked into Russia. He he just couldn't. I genuinely believe, anyway. Yeah, he just genuinely couldn't conceive of the idea right. that they were just drawing him deeper and deeper and deeper into enemy territory. Go. They, he goes, okay, well, we'll stay here and, and for winter. They set fire to Moscow, the Russians. Right. Set fire to their own capital. Again, oh, inconceivable, yes. but they did it. <laughs> and right. uh, I can't Results. remember the name of the uh, uh, Russian, the, the mayor of Moscow who gave the order, but um, something with an ov in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, they set fire to it, and then he had to get the fuck out of there in the middle of what happened, turned out to be the worst winter in 100 years that came earlier oh. came earlier than it's supposed to, like a month early, and hit harder right. than it had hit in a century. And uh, yeah. that was the end of Napoleon. Uh, you know, he yeah. went to Elba, came back for a little bit, but 100 days, but it was pretty much the end of... Yeah. The, you know, the, the greatest military strategist the world had seen since Julius Caesar. So, right. uh, But he also, he also had an ego, and MacArthur oh, had an ego, yeah, and that very yeah. ego was being used. Their, their, one of their greatest assets was being used against them. Utterly brilliant. MacArthur's yeah. like, I can't lose. I can't fucking lose. This is yeah. amazing. And when your army runs away, rather than going, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. You go, right. fuck yeah, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> we're the legend. Yeah, we're awesome. Yeah. Uh, so while all this is going on, uh, MacArthur gets a message from Washington uh, telling ring, ring. him that Truman right. Right. wants Who? to sit down. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Truman I'm busy. Wants to sit down. They have never right. met in person, and Truman right. thinks. It's probably a good idea, seeing as I seem to be getting involved in a major war that could turn into a world war. Yeah, I meet the guy that's uh, not list- not taking orders uh, at the head of the army. Very- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they so- organised to meet in a place called Wake Island in the yes. middle of the Pacific, between Tokyo and the west coast of the United States. Now, yeah, what do you know about Wake Island, Ray? Um, well, the only thing I really know, and I don't think you can travel there anymore without special permission, but it was one of the, uh, 
uh, possessions, American possessions that fell during the or just after Pearl Harbor. The Marines put up a hell of a fight. It was our little bright spot for a while, but then just sheer numbers and we lost it. But it, it was a very special place to the Americans uh, because of that. And so for, for Truman and, and uh, MacArthur to meet there, it's kind of a big deal. MacArthur knows what he's doing by selecting Wake Island. Mm. Go ahead. Well, it's in the middle of nowhere, too. Like, it's yes. one of the most yes. remote, like St. Helena, one of the most remote uh, places on the world. Right. Um, you know, handy if you don't want anyone to uh, see you, um, right. know what's going on. But uh, mostly just it was like the halfway point, I guess. Yes. Between yeah. MacArthur and uh, Truman. MacArthur being in um, Tokyo at the time, right? Right. So... Uh, yes, they go to meet on Wake Island. Now, in his memoirs discussing mm-hmm. this event, Truman said that he just thought, you know, not having a one-on-one bro-mance, bro-relationship <laughs> with Dougie Mack was probably a bad thing. He wrote, I thought that he ought to know his commander-in-chief. He, he right. underlined that three times. And that nice. I ought to know the senior field commander in the Far East. But, uh, you know, I think the reality of the, yes, uh, the little, the, the, the bald child up the back. Yes, you had your hand. Could, could I, 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 tra- I, I couldn't really see from up here, but I think. Oh, it was up. It was up. It was up. Uh, could I translate that sentence that Truman yes. wrote in his diary? I think it might be something closer to the um, feeling, uh, emotion of Truman wanted MacArthur's perceived victory taint to rub off on him. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, probably it had more to do with why isn't this motherfucker taking orders? Um, I need right. to meet with him and let him know who's boss. Who's boss? Who's the former who's haberdashery boss? here? Right. Yeah, yeah. Who's right. haberdashery went bankrupt? Yours or mine? <laughs> um it didn't help that, um, you know, when they met on the tarmac at Wake Island, Truman's first words were, What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> no, MacArthur didn't appreciate that very much. And then he said to him, Up your fucking game. <laughs> and uh, it sort of went downhill. Then he said, Why aren't we getting along? Fuck, we could rule to be great. You know what? If you and I could get along... Why does it have to be confrontational? <laughs> Fuck you. He said, <laughs> uh, <yours>. <laughs> said uh, sorry, who are you? He said, who? I'm uh, President Truman. MacArthur said, I've heard the name. Who is he? <laughs> It's not ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Truman's. Well, uh, you know, um, I'm the president, and... Right. Uh, oh, I'm a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Missouri haberdashery. Was it Missouri? Pansy. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think so. Um, MacArthur did not appreciate being summoned in the middle of a fucking war. He's like, I'm a little busy right now, but sure, I'll come talk to you. Yeah. And as you said earlier, MacArthur back home, a lot of political pressure for being soft on communism because he hasn't nuked China and uh, Russia yet or right, North Korea. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but let's just say it didn't go well. And it starts when Truman stepped down onto the tarmac. Mm-hmm. Uh, MacArthur's there. And what does MacArthur do? How does he greet him, Ray? Oh, I don't have the sentence in front of me, but it wasn't as respectful as it could have been. Well, the big thing is he didn't salute. S- didn't salute, that's right. His right. commander-in-chief, he put out his hand and shook hands as if he was an equal yeah. to right. Truman. Isn't he? Yeah. Not a subordinate, you know, right. an officer who's taking his orders. So right, right. off the bat, you know that's, that hasn't gone down well with <coughs> Truman. But Truman yes. is nothing if not petty. Um, so he's, he's not going to like this at all. I've been a long time meeting you, said Truman. I hope it won't be so long next time, said MacArthur between gritted teeth and with his fingers crossed behind his back. <laughs> is, it, we, is this done? Are we done? Cause I hope yeah. to see you really soon, but we're done, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got They're I got done. real shit to do. Right. I don't need what. <laughs> Just give me the nuclear codes. Get, that's, get that's your fucking really photo up, and then let right. me go back yeah. to actually running a war. Uh, yeah. with my prostitutes. Uh, right, uh, MacArthur. I mean, how I, great I am. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, MacArthur is like, look, I don't think the Chinese are going to attack. Um, victory's right around the corner. And if it helps your little pansy ass with your little cool hat, I don't have any political ambitions to come in, come in there and take that Oval Office from you. So that was the sum up that MacArthur gave to the president. Well, the first problem was the two men talked alone. Yeah, you're not supposed to. For an hour in right. a hut on yeah. the edge of the airstrip. Um, I think they both just started by flipping their dicks out and <laughs> waiting for the other one to suck And since they're bo- both in their 60s or 70s, it wasn't much of a there show. There was no sucky-sucky so, going on no, there. No. So eventually Which, they zipped but, Huts are perfect for that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's what you told me in Vegas. So we've got a perfect... I like it. I like a dirty hut because I'm a dirty slut. Dirty hut in the dirty slut. Uh, and you fell for it all 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. That's shame right. on me. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. Sixteenth um, time. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dean Acheson later said that uh, lethal, private talks like that are the sort of lethal things which chiefs of state get into that lead to disastrous misunderstandings about points yes. of view and decisions. Yeah. Yes. No one, you know, Marshall didn't go. Acheson didn't mm. go. No one's there taking notes, f- keeping an official right. record of what they discussed, what they read. So it's open to interpretation later. Like exactly. who said what, what did they, you know, it's it's really, really strange thing to do, particularly under the circumstances with what's going on, the ramifications of what could possibly happen. You know, obviously, they already know MacArthur doesn't take orders, so the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, um, Truman later said that MacArthur assured him that the Chinese wouldn't attack and that victory was imminent and that he had no political ambitions, as you said. But uh, MacArthur's view on that was slightly different. Then they left after an hour and went to an office building and had a full meeting with all of their entourages. And the official record for that meeting said what, Ray? It started with, um, yeah, so they gather up all their two entourages and MacArthur says, look, 
Resistance in North Korea is going to be over with by Thanksgiving. The 8th Army will be back in Japan by Christmas, and we'll leave the 10th Corps there as an occupation force. So this, I'm pretty much putting a bow on this for you. And as for the Chinese, MacArthur continued, and he decided not to put it delicately, now that we have um, air bases, excuse me, now that we have bases for our Air Force in Korea, if the Chinese tried to get down to Pyongyang, there would be the greatest slaughter. So the Chinese aren't even involved. But as for the Chinese, if they do, do decide to get involved, our Air Force will blow them back to the hell that they probably came from. Not exactly a moderating sentiment to appease the Chinese ego or pride. He just said, we'll fucking kill you. And as far as the Russians, that the Russians provided the Chinese with air support, their competence was so limited that I believe the Russian air would bomb the Chinese as much as they would bomb us. So one will blow you back to the Stone Age. Two, the Russians don't know what the fuck they're doing with planes. We could wipe them out as well. So what should have just been, well, I, I just want to thank the president for his faith in me and the men are doing the best. He, none of that. He just said, we will kill anybody who defies us. We will slaughter anyone who gets in our way. That's MacArthur's idea of a, of a pep talk, I guess. And then uh, they talked a little bit about the political future of Korea. Uh, both uh, MacArthur and Truman said that it was all Sigmund percent re Here's our man. Truman said, we must make it plain that we are supporting the re-government and propaganda can go to hell. Uh, about 90 minutes later, the meeting broke up. Truman invited MacArthur to lunch and MacArthur said, sorry, yeah. too busy. Uh, got to get back to Tokyo. Got, I got a thing. <laughs> got prostitutes waiting for me back in Tokyo. To and they're warmed up. Yeah. yeah. So Truman had to skip lunch and go, right, well, I was going to surprise you with something, but ta-da! He's, it's time for another award ceremony for MacArthur. Yeah, he gave him another medal, another photo op. Right. MacArthur obviously hates all that kind of bullshit. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take the shiny thing. I'll, I'll put it here on my uh, the one space that I've left on my jacket. But, yeah, he's, got, he's already got four distinguished service medals, so this is the fifth. So it's kind of a big deal, but he really wants to get the hell out of there. Now, I think from MacArthur's perspective, it seems to be, I mean, uh, the, he apparently flew back to Tokyo absolutely furious that he'd wasted his yes. time with all of this. His perspective seems to be it was um, the whole purpose of the meeting was a photo op for Truman um, so yeah. he could take credit for MacArthur's great ideas and great work. <clears throat> and secondly, it was Truman trying to assert his authority over God. And, you know, MacArthur's like, you know, uh, 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 well, now that we've met, uh, I'm still, it's like that scene with uh, De Niro and Pacino in Heat. Yeah, right. we've sat down, we've met, but uh, if you're in my way, I will still kill you. Like, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, you know, just business, yeah. not yeah. personal, you know. Um, he uh, he said to uh, uh, his staff, apparently, who was that young whippersnapper who was asking questions? Uh, they told him that was Dean Rusk, the Assistant Secretary of State. Right. And uh, he, he wrote later, MacArthur, that conference made me realise what a curious and sinister change was taking place in Washington. <laughs> The defiant rallying figure that had been Franklin Roosevelt was gone. Instead, 
there was a tendency towards temporising rather than fighting it through. Temporising. There's a big... Is that another way of saying pussy? (laughs) You're big old... Avoid making a decision in order to gain time. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's about an hour. I guess we can sort of wrap Mm. it up there. But uh, not going well between MacArthur and Truman. And as we'll see in the next episode, uh, obviously things continue to get worse. Yeah. When uh, all of MacArthur's confidence that China is not going to get involved uh, turns out to be. Uh, While he's literally, while they're having these meetings Mm -hmm. and saying China's not going to get involved, China's already in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Was I wrong? I think I got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Have tens of thousands of troops in the country slowly encircling the Americans and uh, getting ready to fuck shit up. Curtain has descended across the continent.